0: Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome to the 2023 edition of the Christmas Movie Countdown here at Allentown Presents. I'm your host, Katie, and I am joined by my handsome husband, Otis. Hello. And we will be reviewing a Christmas movie every night from December 1st to Christmas. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 11, The Night Before Christmas. Now I'm going to warn y'all that Otis did not watch this movie with me. He came in like, for a couple of moments and saw bits and pieces of this movie and then left. So he's going to jump in at the end after I explain how this movie went down and make an assumption based on my description of this movie.
1: Yeah, I am here for the ride.
0: So we'll see. (laughs) Hopefully I can do this movie kind of justice. But it's Netflix, so little justice to be had. The Night Before Christmas is K-N-I-G-H-T. It is about a medieval knight and him going on a quest to figure out, I don't know, all knights, I guess, at the time that he's from, has to have to go on a quest. And they get sent on a magical quest and then they become true knights. Okay. Um, so this movie starts in Norwich, England on December 18th. 1334, and we meet up with Knight Sir Cole Christopher Frederick Lyons, he's like, makes a point to say his whole name because, you know, he's hoity-toity like that, um, and his brother Jeffrey, and they are competing in an annual Christmas hawking competition and i didn't understand it either until they got into the competition cuz i the bird right yes it just like okay. i was watching with subtitles and it said hawking and i was like what the fuck does that mean <laughs> i was very confused okay. and then they got to the scene in the movie where they actually do it and i was like oh that's what they're talking about so basically they have a bird uh trainer like a hawk train or a trained hawk and they send it out and the first person to like capture it or kill it. I don't know if they're supposed to kill it or not, but they have to find this one specific hawk okay. uh, and that's who wins the competition. So Cole goes out into the woods looking for this looking for this hawk and Jeffrey combs the castle grounds looking for the hawk. They're like all searching, all the knights are searching. Um, and Cole, out in the woods, runs into an old crone, which he just says old crone all the time. She's basically like a sorceress. Um, and he offers to escort her to shelter because it is winter time and it's cold and he's like, you shouldn't be out here. He's being very gentlemanly. Um, and she thanks him for this, for his kindness, and tells him that she will magically send him to a faraway land on a nightly quest. he will see things like flying steel dragons and horses and magic boxes that make merry. And after her explanation, she gives him a glowing blue medallion and tells him that if he doesn't fulfill his quest before midnight on Christmas Eve, he will never be a true knight. But she doesn't elaborate on the quest at all. So he is figuring it out as he's going through it. Okay, okay. Then his little medallion, you know, glows, and he is sucked into a portal. (laughs) And he magically appears in the year 2019. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Also on December 18th. But now we're in 2019, which would have been modern day at the time of this movie's release, uh, in Bracebridge, Ohio, which is a small town. And we are introduced to a young science teacher named brooke winters played by vanessa hudgens who is super grumpy at love because her most recent ex of two years cheated on her so she is fucking pissed about it uh and she is telling a student who is currently letting her grade slip because of a breakup because she's heartbroken um that men don't matter don't let them ruin you like Let's focus on keeping your grades up. And her student's like, you know what? That was a great fucking pep talk. You're right. (laughs) Boys suck. Uh, My grades are where it's at. Yeah, as it should be. As it should be. Uh, And then Brooke gets a phone call uh, from her sister, and she agrees to take her niece, Claire, to the opening of the Christmas Castle, which is this place in town that is... Built up like a castle, but it's all decked out in Christmas fanfare. They've got, you know, little carriage rides that you can take, um, you know, pulled by horses. They've got Santa meet and greets. They've got, you know, a hot chocolate little bar. It's this cute little small town romantic-y holiday thing, you know. Um, And it happens to be the exact same place where Cole arrives on his fucking crazy time travel journey. So he appears at the Christmas castle and nobody is super confused at his arrival because they're at a castle. There Uh, are Christmas knights here. They
1: think he works there probably. Yes. Everyone
0: assumes that he is one of the actors who is tasked with working the castle um, and basically keeping it look like he's a knight or like there's a bunch of knights running around and dealing with this castle. Um... Cole, however, is from, you know, 1334, so he is fucking confused. <laughs> he is, like, wandering around uh, in the town trying to figure out what's going on, um, and after, after Claire takes her uh, niece to the Christmas castle, her sister meets up with them uh, and takes over, and then Claire goes leaves and goes on her way. Then this like crazy ass storm hits while she's on her way home, driving on her way home, and it's really hard for her to see out of her windshield, and she ends up hitting Cole with her car because he's just fucking wandering the streets, confuses all hell because everything is new and weird. So he gets taken to the hospital and uh Brooks friend, Officer Stevens checks his background information and assumes that he must have amnesia because Cole has no ID and he's claiming to be a medieval knight. So Officer Stevens is like, yo, he really bumped his head hard when you hit <laughs> him. Like, he for real thinks that he's a knight from the castle. Like, shit's weird. So Brooke is like, I feel so bad for hitting this guy. Like, I can't believe I caused that much damage. Um, uh, He can stay at my guest house. While he recovers, and I'll, like we'll take, I'll take care of him. It'll be fine. So, over the course of time, that's you know, like a bunch of time goes by while they are at her house, and Cole is acclimating to his new environment and understanding modern day innovations very quickly without you know cries of witchcraft. He is understanding TVs, which are the magic boxes that make merry. He understands flying steel dragons, which would be airplanes and (laughs) steel horses, which are cars. He is understanding, you know, the bits and pieces from the enchantment that the witch person put on him and understanding that all of that has led him here. And he spends all day watching fucking the TV, he like gets sucked in, doesn't end up sleeping, um, and he is learning all kinds of things about the modern world using the Alexa device <laughs> that is in <laughs> this guest house. Um, and even though he is super strange and he speaks weird, he quickly becomes fast friends with Brooke's friends and brooke's family particularly his her little niece um she is like i don't know eight or ten and she wants to become a knight oh, cool. uh, and because you know she there's a whole scene where she asks like can girls become knights and cole answers like starts to answer no and brooke immediately interjects and is like girls can be anything they want to be <laughs> <laughs> and cole's just like oh yep sure Okay. <laughs> and he offers to train her to be a knight, and he they use, like, I don't know, a cut-up broomstick handle. Like, they're just using sticks. But he teaches her how to sword fight, and she's, like, enamored with this guy. And we find out, well, earlier when they were at the Christmas village, when she sits with Santa, and is everyone's asking, you know, or telling Santa what they want for Christmas, she says what she wants for Christmas is for her aunt to find someone and be happy. no, Like she just wants her aunt to be not sad because her ex-boyfriend broke her heart. Very adorable. So seemingly Cole might be the answer to that. <laughs> That's what it seems like. <laughs> so while Cole is learning about the world um, and becoming quick friends with Brooke and all of her family, uh, brooke ends up opening up to him about her late parents um and all the cool stuff that they did around town and an ex-boyfriend who cheated on her (laughs) and he slowly starts to talk about his own past with her as they grow more familiar and while they're getting to know each other brooke starts to finally realize like this isn't amnesia i don't think this is amnesia like this dude is who he says he is i think Like, I don't know how. I don't know how time travel is possible. I don't know how he's here. But I'm pretty sure this is a real medieval night that I'm talking, based on all these conversations that we've had, there's no way. This is just fucking weird amnesia. Fast forward to... Oh, it's like a couple days before Christmas. And Brooke gets a phone call, a frantic phone call from her sister. And we find out that her niece... Has gone missing she went out to play sword fight with another like their next-door neighbor girl and both of them have gone missing because it's like snowing too hard so all the parents and all of the adults go on a hunt for these kids and Cole ends up rescuing them and they were like stuck out on a frozen lake basically that was like starting to crack and he figures out how to um, bring them in without them getting hurt, without the ice breaking. Basically having them slide in on their stomachs like penguins uh, (laughs) because it changes the weight differential and makes it so you don't die, I guess. I don't know. He knew that from the 1300s. (laughs) So he's trying to complete his quest, and he has told Brooke all about his, like, the factors of his quest. And Brooke's like, well, you just escaped, like... I just escape. You just saved two children? There's no way that isn't, like, pure knight status. The, you have to have completed it, right? And he's like, well, nothing's happened, so it can't be fulfilled, right? And then um, another day goes by, and he ends up um, catching a pickpocket of another person, in ta- like some old lady in town that we see several times throughout the film. Um, she gets pickpocketed, and he ends up catching the pickpocketer. And he does all these things, and... Uh, what's his name? Officer Stevens even kind of jokingly says well, if you you know don't end up going back to where you came from or don't, your memory doesn't come back or whatever like, we could use a guy like you on the force here, like, let me know uh, so he's like, oh yeah that, you know, maybe I'll do that that, that could be a possibility because I like, it's similar to knighthood, I guess, like being a
1: cop. Closest thing, I would say.
0: Yeah. So Still unfulfilled, we get this really cute scene, um, the night before Christmas Eve, or two nights before Christmas Eve, something like that. They go to the grocery store and they're buying all these things for this big dinner. Um, like Brooke Brooke's parents used to host this big Christmas Eve feast, uh, for the town, and it was this big fundraiser. It started out as a little like Okay, everyone who doesn't have somewhere to go, like, come on Christmas Eve and we'll feed you. And it grew and grew and grew, and now it's this huge fundraiser, and all the money that they raise ends up going to families in need during the holidays. Um, So she's running this huge fundraiser, her and her sister, now that... um, Or no, just her. She runs it. Her sister kind of helps. But she's running this huge fundraiser, and... uh, They're going shopping for it. So she takes Cole to the supermarket and she tells him to grab bread. And he (laughs) grabs bread and he starts to eat it. And he's like, this is disgusting. All of these breads are disgusting. (laughs) And he's like, no, we're going to make our own bread. So, of course, we get a cute, romantic, like, they're making bread fucking situation the day before Christmas Eve. And they make, like, 30 loaves of homemade bread, which is outrageous. Like, the amount of fucking flour that they would have had to buy at the store is outrageous <laughs> and then on Christmas Eve they end up going to this Christmas feast and we have found throughout the movie there's been a subplot of the neighbor girl that is friends with um, Brooke's niece she's poor like super poor her dad like they lost their mom um, at some point like recently And now it's just a single dad raising four kids all on his own. Okay. And there's several points in the show or in the movie where it's kind of described like, oh, well, we don't have money to get... So, like, one of the kids wants a bike for Christmas. And we don't have, like, money to get this for Christmas. And, like, she's wearing, like, a jacket that's slightly too small. And she doesn't have gloves. So there's a moment where, like, the niece ends up giving her her gloves. Because, like, I have another pair. Here you go. You can have mine. Because... You should have gloves. It's fucking winter and we're in Ohio. So they've made a point to introduce this poor family. Um, And when we get to the Christmas feast, we learn exactly why they were making a point to show off this family. So the dad, on top of raising four kids and working two jobs and doing all these things, he also spends a lot of time volunteering for the city uh, or with the town, I guess, and He does this to show his kids that there's always room to give back. There's always time, like, make sure you make time to give back. And everyone in town has recognized like, yeah, dude, you're doing the most and you're excellent and wonderful and great. Let us bless you, basically. And they take them to this special, like this side room where there's this big ass Christmas tree and it's covered, like the floor is just littered with presents for all the kids. And all the kids are getting, like, new shoes, new clothes, new mittens, new coats, bicycles, dolls, all this crazy shit. Like, they, the whole town went all out. And I'm sure that there's other poor people in this town, but, you know, just this one family is getting stuff. So they give all these presents and stuff to this one family, and everyone is just over the moon about it. Everyone's so excited and happy because... They love this family, of course. And um, this girl who we've met multiple times in this movie is like her slutty neighbor who keeps hitting (laughs) on Cole. Um, And she comes over to Cole and like, you know, brings some mistletoe and starts explaining the mistletoe tradition to Cole. And Cole's just like looking over at Brooke like, bitch, I don't want to kiss you. Get out of here. And the neighbor <laughs> realizes, like, oh, okay, like, maybe you should take this and go use it for someone that you actually want to kiss. Like, she's grown up a little back from when <laughs> her and Brooke went to school together and she was kind of slutty. So he goes to Brooke and asks Brooke to clarify the mistletoe, mistletoe tradition. Like, explain it to me because I am not quite sure I understand. And she does and then he holds up the mistletoe, and they kiss, and it's fucking adorable, and then his medallion lights up, uh, meaning he has finally fulfilled his quest. Like, surprise, surprise, if you were watching this movie, you knew from the jump that it was a rom-com, and that it was gonna end with them kissing, because Christmas rom-coms are the most predictable rom-coms. But, they end up saying goodbye, and it's really fucking sad, um... They go back to the Christmas castle and they say goodbye and she goes home and she's heartbroken and crying and Cole goes back to the 14th century. Hooray! (laughs) When he gets back, it is now like Christmas morning and his brother is about to be knighted and Jeffrey, his brother, welcomes him back super happy. He's like, holy shit, dude you've been gone for days? Like, where the hell were you? And Cole's like, yeah, I met this old crone in the woods. She sent me on a quest. I did all these things. And Jeffrey realizes immediately, like, yeah, but you are unhappy to be here. Like, clearly you're sad. Something is wrong. And then Cole kind of breaks into talking about Brooke and explaining that he is now in love. And Jeff urges him like go back to brook like i'm gonna get knighted and my life is like then i'm gonna go on a quest and whatever else is gonna happen like don't even worry about me true love is rare go back and go to brook so he goes back into the woods to find the old crone and he's yelling like old crone old crone i finished my quest come you like i need you i need you And she reappears and uses her magic to transport him back to 2019. Oh, good. Hooray! Um, On Christmas Day in 2019, Brooke is being comforted by her sister and her niece and her brother-in-law because, like cole just left and it's fucking sad and everyone's sad about it because they all love that guy um and they invite her to join them at the christmas castle which is just like this fucking hub in this town because they went back and forth to this christmas castle like 85 times in this movie which is wild to me like there's nowhere in my life for christmas where i'm like yes i need to go there again and again and again Like, maybe it'd be different, I guess, if we had kids, and I was like, oh, yeah, we're gonna go see Santa and, like, get hot chocolate at this one little, like, Christmas hub area. If it was, like, a
1: town that had, like, a centralized area. Yeah, if it had a spot, then, yeah, I could get it then. Yeah,
0: yeah. But she goes with them reluctantly, even though she's like, I just want to sit at home and do nothing, Um, but fine. And when they get there, you know, they're walking around, and then... Cole appears, and everyone's like, holy shit, you're back, and they find out that now he has his horse, Sherwin. He ends up declaring his love to Brooke and explaining that he is willing to stay, and if she will have him, he will stay for her. And she happily accepts, and they get on Sherwin and ride around the castle, and in the most Awkward moment of any movie I've ever seen in my life. Every person in the town looks up at them while they're walking past on his horse and makes some fucking comment about how cute it is that they are riding this horse together. Like, what? It was so unnecessary. Like, they should have got on that horse and then freeze frame, movie over. But nope, they got on that horse and started walking around the castle. And every person that we've seen throughout this movie so far, like all the characters that have had words, have spoken, are looking up at them and like, oh, they're so cute. They're so adorable. It's like, what what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then we get a it post-credits, but it really happens like a couple minutes, like not even a minute into the credits. Uh, Jeffrey, back in the 14th century... Meets the old crone, who greets him and asks for help, just like she did with Cole. And he, of course, offers, because he's a noble knight, and she carries another medallion um, that she gives to him, and it glows, and then end. So Jeffrey is somewhere on a quest, like just like his brother. Is he in 2019? I don't know. They didn't make a sequel yet, so we don't know. So Otis, based on that thrilling description of this Netflix rom-com, what did you think of it?
1: (laughs) It sounds pretty by the numbers of a rom-com. It's, you know, it's a fish-out-of-water story, and I usually do enjoy a good time travel situation, but it felt like it was... Oh man, what's a good time travel... I'm in a weird... Like Encino Man mixed with, like, Crocodile Dundee. So it's like two different, like, fish-out-of-water stories. Yeah. But I always enjoy that kind of thing. Sure, you're gonna have those basic jokes, kind of like you were saying, that they have to get better at technology and him talking with Alexa and getting hit by a car, and understand what that thing is. You gotta use that because, it's like, you know, hundreds of years are going by. But it seems like it was pretty solid, but I would say Cole... Just the character of, I don't know what's happening and I have to get smart really quick or I'm going to get left behind just by everything happening around me. And it sounded like he was a pretty cool person. And so that just makes it easier to just catch on to things.
0: Yeah. Uh, I did forget to mention there is a small scene towards the end of the movie, right after Cole leaves, when Brooke runs into the student from the beginning of the movie. We're coming full circle, of course. And the girl is talking to her like, yeah, he, my boyfriend contacted me and I basically just dropped him. Like, no, bro, you dump me. I don't want anything to do with you. Like, I'm going to focus on my grades and myself. And Brooke is like, you know, I'm proud of you for focusing on your grades, but I was wrong. Love is not bad. Like, true love is rare. Go for it. So there's like this moment where you get to see Brooke like, She does love Cole before Cole appears and is like, you know. (laughs) But they do bring it full circle. So it's pretty much impossible for you to have a favorite character from that description. Because I only named two characters. (laughs) Uh, So I guess I'll just give you my favorite stuff. And Mm -hmm. we'll just go to the end of this. So uh, my favorite character is Sir Cole. He is... The most genuinely nice, noble dude that is in a rom-com. Like, you know, all the dudes in rom-coms are just like these imaginary males that don't exist in the real world. Uh, But this dude, like, I've read a lot about knights and heard a lot about, a lot of stories about knights. And nowhere is, are any of them as noble as this dude he goes on, like, there's a part in this movie where he's talking about, like, the requirements of a knight and the things that they have to hold themselves up to. Like, the, what is it? the lim- Not the limitations. The rules and stuff that they have to hold yeah. themselves up to. And it is, like, honor and loyalty and, like, you know, the basics. And then it goes on to talk about, like, love and all of these things. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, that's a lot. Like, faithfulness. And all these different things. I'm like, that's that's a lot. I, I don't I don't well, know if that
1: was <laughs> well. Like, if you think of it like in like D and D terms, uh, they're paladins, you know, and you have to follow the rules of a paladin, or you lose your powers. So, yeah, well, knights yeah, in were like this uh,
0: movie. There was it. They were, but think about the knights of the Round Table. Like,
1: not all of them were bad. <laughs> no, sure, I'm some of them were cheating on people and having bastard children and stuff like that, but. Mm-hmm. There were a few good ones. Like Lancelot, like good.
0: Yeah, right until he slept with King Arthur's wife.
1: Okay, he was the one that did that. <laughs> was it Galahad? <laughs> one of them's actually pretty solid. And the other ones are kind of dicks, but
0: yeah, there's one night that's pretty good. I'm sure there's there's always one, but he had, you know, what, 12, 15, 20? There was a lot of knights of the round table. <laughs> I don't
1: yeah. Know.
0: Yeah, okay, so uh, my least favorite thing about this movie was actually that he wasn't shocked enough. Um, in Encino in Man, you get this, like, really great moment or, like, montage of Brendan Fraser dealing with the modern world yeah. and, like, freaking out about all of the things that have changed, which for him is fucking everything. Like, nothing is the same for him. Um. In this movie, this man literally went from thirteen, the 1300s to 2019 and basically was kind of shocked. Like, if you brought someone from the Middle Ages to right now and showed them a TV, an Alexa, how the radio works, a car, like they would be losing their goddamn mind. They would have a psychotic break
1: for a moment. Like, it's so overwhelming. Was there any other magic in the movie?
0: Um, no. Not any real magic besides the little jewel thing that was, moved him. Was
1: he freaked out when the crone was doing stuff? I assume she no. did some magic. Maybe there's magic in his, like, time, and he's like, oh, okay, this is just some more weird magic. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know.
0: There was... <laughs> There is a funny scene, uh, when he first come, the first night that he ends up staying with her, he ends up, like, cutting, like, going to the woods and cutting down a tree and creating a big-ass fire in her, like, front yard to keep himself warm. And he's, like, about to kill a skunk, and she stops him from killing a skunk, and he's like, you just scared away my dinner! And she's like, bro, Hot Pockets exist. Like... <laughs> <laughs> And she takes him to a diner, and it's like a whole thing. But <laughs> he was. It was just like random. But he definitely wasn't shell shocked enough. Like, could you imagine even bringing someone from the 40s to now? And, like, they would lose their minds, how, like, seeing the screens and how things have changed and how small, like, computers have oh, gotten absolutely, and yeah. how far technology has come. Like, just. Technology existing at all is so far out of, like, Cole's realm of thought that he should have been freaking the fuck out (laughs) when he got to 2019. But he was just like, oh, that's a dragon in the sky. It's an airplane and there's a steel car thing. That's fine. Everything's fine. So that's the only thing I would have changed. I would have added him, like, freaking out a little more. Um, Of course, it's a Netflix movie, so there's no budget or box office information. And then I have two seven-word synopsis. Uh, My first one is 1300's Night, Quests Through Time, Finds Love. And then my second one is Cheesy as Fuck, But I Like a Sequel. (laughs) Because they left it open-ended for Jeffrey to go on a quest and... Um, we only got a couple minutes of Jeffrey in this movie, but I'd take a sequel with him even if it doesn't have, a uh, Brooke or Cole in it, though that would be better if Jeffrey ended up coming all the way to to 2019 and meeting with Yeah, them. and get some
1: help from his brother and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Or even coming further in the future, like, you know, it's 2023 now, but if they move farther ahead for the sequel and do like, oh, well, we moved... Uh, Jeffrey moved to 2024 like he moved way farther ahead and he's going to fall in love with some girl in 2024 and he's going to meet Brooke and Cole and their kid or whatever (laughs) like it's going to be a whole thing but yeah I want a sequel so are you able to come up with a seven words for this movie based on (laughs) my description
1: uh so love is usually the ultimate power it, there's been tons of movies and, and go figure, just like in The Fifth Element, it was like, what element is, is Lilu? She's love, you know, and when she finally get, got a kiss from Corbin, that's what saves the universe. And just like in this story, and it's like, oh man, you have to accomplish something, to be a knight. What is it? I saved people. I did this, I did that. Nah, bruh, it's love. <laughs> and I guess maybe he was saving her heart or he was saving himself. It's just all of them. Love of Love is really strong in a lot of these fairy tale stories. You know, hell, look at what uh what's the name of it? Uh I was gonna say Fiona, but that's not the name of the story. Shrek. Shrek. You know, that's the whole thing. There was a curse. Mm-hmm. And then finally when she gets, you know, a kiss and finds true love, she turns back into the ogre that she is. You know? There's so much stuff surrounding love so yeah it's always the ultimate power
0: i have the powerpuff girls song love stuck in my head now oh makes the world go around yeah Yeah. love 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 love. that's a good song makes the world go around yeah it is the (laughs) harmonies oh fire good job powerpuff girls So, if you have questions, comments, or suggestions on what we should watch next, you can hit us up on Twitter at AllentownPod, on Facebook at Allentown Presents, or send us an email at allentownpresents at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to the really late 11th episode of our Christmas movie countdown. We will be back again soon with another episode. Bye!
1: See you guys.